The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets, chat with other LinkedIn gurus, and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. Lori Roth, welcome back to the U.S. of A. from MX. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. It's a little late to be welcoming me home, but it's it's okay. I appreciate it. Hey, we, I had a lot of fun in Mexico. Well, I think things are different down there. We were down in Mexico City, and we, we noticed, first of all, that I don't dress well enough. Yeah, you know, it is more formal. I, I didn't even bring a tie to Mexico. Believe that. Well, this time you didn't have to worry about it since you didn't join me on the trip. And I really missed you being there. People would have absolutely loved you. Now, even though they're a little bit more formal in their day-to-day business dress and stuff, um, everybody asked me about the LinkedIn Rockstar. Was he going to be able to make the next trip? I got a lot of invitations from folks in Mexico, some in English, some in Spanish, because I have a Spanish version of my profile. It's a little bit old. It needs to be updated. It was it was actually translated um, uh, three years ago or so. Oh, so um, time time to get back to that. Time to get but, back to that. Uh, because I have a Spanish profile, people reach out to me in Spanish, I believe, at least we think, think so. Well, it looks like Spanish. Um, it looks like I know what I'm saying. Um, I think it was Google Translate that I used for some of it, actually. So I know. We'll see. Um, do you get that as well? Do you get those? I, I do get some. Now, I have only got my LinkedIn profile in English, but sometimes I have people reach out to me in other languages. I just respond and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I only speak English. Um, and and okay, usually I'll have people no, respond. Z. Yeah, no, <laughs> no speak anything but English. And I'll have people sometimes reach back out with a translation note. Idiot me, I could use Google Translate to... To translate, you know, it was not idiot at me. Someone put that little message in my <laughs> ear, though I didn't come up with it myself. <laughs> so, so what's it like with the audience? You know, when we were in Mexico City, they had translator earpieces. Yeah. So was it was it that way? It was. So in Monterey this time, um, I was working. We partnered with Danilo Black, which is a, a really powerful um, marketing agency that has done amazing work both in the states and in Mexico uh, for the likes of American Express, IBM. Um, the University of, of the Monterey, people. the yogurt people. Yeah, they work with Sigma um, Alpha Foods. And it was really a, um, you know, if you, if you look at the demographics in Mexico, there are like 113 million people in Mexico. About 40 million of them are online. 32 million of them are on Facebook. 
so almost 80% saturation rate, but only 2.3 million on LinkedIn. Hmm. So it's not as widely adapted there. A lot of people still feel like LinkedIn's just for job seekers and we don't want our people to get on there and things. So they're, they're really a few, a couple of years behind the development in the United States. But what's exciting is that the people that are the companies that are taking advantage of creating a presence on LinkedIn in the Mexican market are really going to be seen as forerunners and, and thought leaders in their industry because they're 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 getting the early mover advantage. There's a lot of runway there. Still. Absolutely, yeah. but the, they get the early run advantage, early mover advantage, while still having other countries to look at to see how did social work out there and what should we do or not do. I mean. You know, you know. Sometimes the early adapters step in it. I took a few arrows in the chest um, in the <laughs> early early days. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I still take it. We still take arrows up here, don't they? they like exactly. To, like to find targets. Um, so privacy is a bigger issue out there, isn't it? It is. Um, personal privacy is a bigger issue. So we really spoke to each audience. Um, you know, Steve Groves went down with me, um, one of our one of our partners, our rock star partners, and um, we spoke quite a bit about addressing personal privacy issues while still being able to be in social media and active and taking advantage of the of the opportunities that social media gives. You come back with the business cards and there's not a lot of information on a business card for Mexico, is there? Right. You know, some of them have the company address and things like that, but a lot of them don't. They just have, you know, my name, my my company, my phone number, my email. Not um, even a job title. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times they don't. So especially as you get higher up in the ranks, which would really kind of clue people off that you're a higher ranking uh, person at the company since the lower level people do have job titles. But and and that's more that on the business cards is much more concentrated, I think, in Mexico City and other areas as opposed to Monterey, that's much more American. Um, it, it felt like, you know, more American than than Mexico City. Mexico City felt more European um, with as far as the influence went. But but that really brings me to a good point. Our interview today is with Ferris Stith at Postcard Mania. And, and here's a company who's in an industry that you would think would be terrified of social because they do direct mail pieces and postcards. I mean, it's called Postcard Mania. And everybody says, well, direct mail is dead. But here's a company that's flourishing because they've embraced social to, yeah, cross, to get leads. Cross the chasm. You know, it isn't too hard to think about, well, if your money that was being spent over here and now it's being spent over there, maybe my company should offer services over there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of simple, right? Follow yeah. the money. Exactly. So, well, let's and, go ahead. And by the way, and bridge the gap between the two is the, right. is the big service. Right. And and make both pay off properly. I mean, if you don't uh, if you don't get a return on your investment other than a large number of followers, if it doesn't generate leads or doesn't generate business, then what's the point? You know, so maybe you're not doing it right. And you have to rethink how you're doing and what you're doing. Um, so anyway, let's go. Let's get on with it. Thank huh? our sponsors. Exactly. And we'll be right back with Ferris Stith of Postcard Mania. Out there in the summertime, birds on the leaves, leaves on the trees, birds on the bees and the wind and the trees. It's fall and Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Love to blow your mind. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mike, we are back from break, and we are ready to rock the world with Ferris Sith of Postcard Mania. Uh, Ferris, Ferris, has anyone seen Ferris? <laughs> right Ferris here. All today. There we go. Do you get that, Ferris? Yes. Is it Bueller? Bueller? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, that was great. What a great reference. I was just going to ask you about your name just out of the blue. I happen to remember, like, I remember the first time I saw your name. It's not like people can tell from looking at your name if you're a man or a woman. And then they see your picture and there's no doubt you've got a great picture. You've got a lot of Robert Plant going on. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. So, so if our audience can imagine Robert Plant pretty, then that would that would be and as a woman, woman. exactly, and that would be what Ferris looks like. So, Ferris, how did you get that name? You know, I, honestly, I asked my mom this over and over, and she can never give me a straight answer. She just said, you know, I heard it one day, and I loved it, and I wanted to name you that. So I was like, all right, there fine. You. <laughs> there you go. Had nothing to do with the movie, mom. Exactly. No, I was actually born before the movie came out. Okay. And then you became popular. Yes. So you're with Postcard Mania. Mm -hmm. And so how did, 
you know, postcard mania is a traditional company that's really embraced social in a powerful way. So tell me a little bit about postcard mania first, and then how you got to work with them. What, what made you choose postcard mania over any other company you could work with? Yeah, well, let me give you just a little brief over, overview of what Postcard Mania is. Um, we started out in 1998. Our CEO, Joy Jindusa, um started the company out of her home, out of her garage, with just a telephone and a computer. And it started off as a just a direct mail marketing firm for small businesses to use direct mail as a form of a marketing medium. Um, it's now got over 200 employees. We we now offer website services, um, email marketing, you know, design and development of a website, landing pages, etc. So we've really become just an all-in-one marketing firm to kind of complement, you know, a, a business's direct mail mailings. Um, I found out about Postcard Mania when I moved out here from Los Angeles, which I'm from, born and raised. Um, and I had a bunch of friends working here, and they said, you know, you should just come in and interview. You feel you seem like a, a quote-unquote maniac. So I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay, cool. I'll come and interview with you guys. And I came in, and I met the CEO and Joy, and I just loved everyone here, just tons of friends. I got offered the job that day, which was in human resources at the time, and um, just been rolling with it. Um, from there, I went front to uh, the public relations director, and then um, when I was holding that position, we actually hired a social media company to come in and set up a ton of accounts and kind of run it for us. And we didn't really see very much return on investment, so we kind of had to cut that line. We were spending tons of money with them, and our CEO just said, you know what, I really need someone to just take this full time and bring us leads. Can you do it? And I said, sure, I'll take it over. So that's kind of how I got into this position. Well, now you mentioned a very important word that that we and our team like to talk about, and that's ROI, return on investment. Is that return on investment for Postcard Mania just the number of followers you have, or you know, having a, a big network or a pretty site? Well, ROI for us and our CEO Joy is leads, full contact leads, meaning name, email, mailing address, phone number. So. Any leads that I get from social media is what she bases my statistics off of and, and makes my position viable so that I can get a paycheck every week. <laughs> nice. Let's, let's go down that scenario then. So uh, something comes from Twitter. How do you convert a lead from Twitter into phone number, email address? Last time I saw, that wasn't part of the tweet. Right. Exactly. You know, actually, Twitter is for us. Um, it took me quite a while to figure out from a B, B2B uh, business to business company like ours to actually figure out how to get leads. Um, you know, so I was posting on Facebook, posting on Twitter, trying getting stuff on LinkedIn, just kind of figuring it out. I generate most of our leads, about 40 to 50 leads per week is 80% of that is from LinkedIn alone. And then maybe I'll get like one or two from Twitter, three or four from from uh, the blog that we have, or maybe a couple from Facebook. But LinkedIn is really where it comes, you know, like our hefty leads come from. So when it comes to Twitter, it's more of like a content aggregator for us, meaning driving traffic to our website. And sometimes those do turn into leads, and other times they just turn into, you know, just traffic hits, people reading our content. 
Um, so for me, Twitter is not that much of a lead generator, but I have generated leads off of Twitter, which is basically when people mention us or talk to us or I see someone that would be interested in our service or product, I'll just contact them via a direct message and just introduce myself, do a little chat back and forth until I give them my email address or they give me their email address and then I get their full contact info. Okay. Well, LinkedIn's got a lot more space for that. I'm seeing more and more phone numbers and email addresses than ever before. People are using it as a as a yellow pages, as a white pages, as a you pick your color pages. <laughs> the pretty pink pages, like your oh yeah, like your like your Twitter page. <laughs> yeah, li- LinkedIn is definitely our number one lead generator. Do, do your does your company have a social media policy? I mean, you're directing the social media of your company. Do other people um, at Postcard Mania tweet or have a presence on LinkedIn or, or elsewhere? They have their own personal um, presence and profiles, but nothing representing the company. However, I've seen, um, you know, because I get notifications if they mention us on Facebook or whatever. So I just kind of monitor that. I, we don't get any... You know, we trust our staff so much, and they love working here that it's really not a problem for us. So at the time, we don't have any policy. Um, plus, if anybody has questions, they're like, oh, I want to share this about Postcard Mania on my Twitter profile. They usually ask me if it's okay, and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. So honestly, well, it's really not an issue for us. So you probably have a, a company culture that supports um, good use of social. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Cool. Very cool. So what kind of tools do you use to to um, monitor and promote and listen and post and all those things? Well, to monitor, I, I, I use pretty much all the free aspects that I can possibly get my hands on. So um, publishing stuff, I like to use Hootsuite. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Sure. Uh, I love to use that as to like schedule my tweets way in advance. Sometimes I use it for my Facebook posts. But I noticed, let me just say a little something I noticed actually, was that Facebook, if I posted via a third-party API such as Hootsuite.com, my, my likes and comments and shares were way less than if I just posted manually onto my page. So exactly. I've kind of steered away from doing that and just only posting manually on face on yeah on our facebook page but i'll use it for twitter um monitoring i'm going to interrupt you for a second what you notice naturally is a is a um thing that i've heard among the people who are really big facebook experts they say if you if you post from an outside service facebook uh, lowers the edge rank of that particular post and not as many people will see it so that's why you know, they want you to be engaged on their platform. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because I noticed that and then I read a ton of marketing blogs just all the time so I can stay updated on the newest trends and things to do. And they post, it was funny, I noticed that and then someone posted something on the blog and I was like, oh my gosh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, the, really funny. The, the native platforms have more resources. Let's say you take a tweet, you're mm-hmm. going to update your LinkedIn status. Okay. Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
to LinkedIn status. Well, that doesn't allow you to do the other things you would do if you naturally went in to do a status update. Add a link, get three more fields that you can overwrite, the default text that gets brought in and edited and all. Exactly. You know, pick your picture that goes with the post. Can't do any of that coming in from the outside. I think Facebook's got a lot of that same thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. I post manually on the LinkedIn too, um, just because I go into 50 different groups at a time, you know, and post different stuff that I want to tailor to that audience. So I don't want the same exact message going to all 50 groups that I'm a member of. Exactly. So you are a member of 50 groups. How do you manage that? <laughs> Actually, well, <laughs> you know, um, I keep a spreadsheet of every group that I'm in and list out whether it's, you know, like an open group, meaning where you don't have to wait to be accepted into the group um, so that I can, you know, for us in marketing, we have different, within the different quarters of the year, different industries are hotter to market to. So, you know, at the beginning of the year, we have HVAC, pest control, cleaning, education, jewelry, and landscaping that I really want to hit hard throughout January to March, April-ish. So I'll join those groups at that time and just kind of really hone in on our con on content that is geared towards those industries. And then, you know, I'll leave them and uh, go to other groups throughout the rest of the year. Um, there are industries for us that are all year round that are just amazing, like dental for us is a huge industry that we market to that we get a lot of customers from. So I'm in, I think, five or six uh, dental different dental groups that I just stay in year round because I get a lot of leads from those groups. Nice. Well, let's, you know, this is Rock the World with LinkedIn, and I'm really glad to hear you using LinkedIn so successfully, but let's turn to the music. Um, what kind of, what kind <laughs> of music are you The start of the name. There we go. The start of the name. You know, I actually, um, I, I just want to go back a minute because I, I didn't get to tell you what I use for my monitoring um, just because I wanted to tell you guys that. Um, I use free stuff like, like Google Alerts and socialmention.com. Okay. Um, those are the main things I use. And then I also just use Hootsuite. I put in our our name and our CEO's name as an alert. So anytime somebody mentions our information, whether they use our Twitter handle or not, I can see those tweets coming through. Nice. So Hootsuite's um, your listening tool? Yeah, a little bit, but it's mostly my publishing tool. But I do use it for listening as well. Uh, any other tools for listening other than paying a lot of attention and having a lot of windows open? <laughs> I know, seriously, you should see my desktop. <laughs> I have like, you know, I have uh, Firefox open and, you know, Internet Explorer with like 80 tabs. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the Google, the Google alerts actually come in via email. So I'll get a, an alert every time that's, you know, our CEO or Postcard Mania is mentioned. So those come yeah. in via my email. Well, you have them come in individually versus batched, right? Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's good. No, that's for that's for good for real time listening. Very yeah, good. I love exactly. that. Well, so exactly. back to the music. What kind of music do you listen to? Well, you know, I, I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I know that you guys like classic rock a lot. Actually, my husband's a huge classic rock fan, and that's kind of where I got a lot of my education from. You know, I, I'm definitely a Led Zeppelin listener now. I used to not be. Um, you know, I've seen Huey Lewis in the news and actually just went last year to 
um, Journey, Foreigner, and I can't remember who other what the other band was, but they came and did a big tour in Florida, and um, so I got to see them. But it was it was kind of interesting to see that little Thai 